You can turn with me to Job chapter 15. I'll try my best not to be long tonight. I'll try to keep an eye on the time and um, try to be conscious of that this evening. And uh, so we can take some prayer requests and spend some time in prayer. We need to do that. And, uh, but I want to share with you a thought that's on my heart. Uh, I preached, uh, I guess it was back in October, uh, shortly after I hurt my shoulder. I filled in for a pastor and, and uh, was thinking about some thoughts and had, was studying. And, and so I filled in and I preached what I'm going to preach to you tonight. And I've been looking at it here lately, even before a uh, pastor asked me uh, Sunday afternoon or Sunday morning, Sunday night, uh, to uh, preach this evening, but I've been looking at this again even before that time, and uh, just want to share just a thought that's on my heart this evening from Job chapter 15. We're very familiar with the life of Job. By the way, it is good to see Danny here tonight, and uh, what a blessing it is to see him uh, in the service tonight, and appreciate him, and been praying for you, Danny, and good to see you tonight. And uh, But anyway, we're familiar with the life of Job, and uh, all the trials that Job went through and uh, everything, losing his family, losing all his possessions. And, and uh, we're very familiar with the story. And uh, we, we've read it so many times. And we know in chapter number one, we've read the first verse. And we see Job's testimony. And it mentions four uh, qualities about his testimony. He was one that feared God. Uh, he was an upright man, he eschewed evil, and there was another one, I can't think of it now, I'm not looking at it, but, uh, and, uh, and then Job uh, was a man of worship, we see that, he prayed for his family regularly, and, uh, and then shortly after that, you know the story how that Satan went to, to God, and, and uh, God bragged on Job, and, and, uh, and uh, uh, the, uh, the devil uh, the devil uh, said that, uh, that, uh, that Job was just serving God because God was so good to him, and God allowed uh, Satan to, to uh, bring some trials in his life. You know the story. And, and, uh, and after all that was said and done, after the trials, after he lost everything, lost his family, even his wife cursed, uh, told Job to curse God and died, and she turned, her, turned away from Job and from God and and, uh, and then if that wasn't enough, I think Brother Harrelson and I may have talked about this on the phone one day last week. If that wasn't enough, Job had three miserable friends. And uh, with friends like that, who needs enemies? I mean, they were, they were supposed to comfort Job, and, and uh, they did everything but that. And, um, man, they just made the misery of Job even worse. And... Uh, you know they they should have they should have had sense enough just to just to stand back and just and just weep with Job and pray with Job, but uh, they were miserable comforters. And we read read that and we see what they did and see just the despair that Job went through, all the way from chapter number one all the way to where we're at in chapter number fifteen. And uh, every one of Job's friends they gave a. They gave a speech to Job and talked about how Job was a sinner, how Job was a hypocrite. And I mean, just on and on and on and on they went with Job. And finally, Eliphaz has, has talked to Job one time. Now he's talking to Job again in chapter number 15. And in verse number, uh, well, uh, before we read the verse, he, he mentions, he asked Job a question. 
And uh, Eliphaz, he's talking to Job, and he asked Job a question. And the question is the title of the message tonight, and that question is found in verse number 8. Verse number 8 of Job chapter 15, Hast thou heard the secret of God? Hast thou heard the secret of God? We're all familiar with seekers, secrets, and for some people it's hard to keep a secret. You know, and, and when, we, when I made that statement, some of us, we thought of somebody. Thought, man, you don't tell that person anything because you want it to keep a secret and keep it away from it. It reminds me of the Andy Griffith episode where, uh, of the, uh, the gold shipment coming to town and uh, how Barney couldn't keep it quiet. And the first thing he did is he called, was it Juanita? And uh, talked to Juanita and, and talked about the gold truck. No gold truck and, and on and on. And finally, I mean, in just a matter of a moment, the whole town knew about it. The gold was coming to, to Mayberry. And uh, Barney couldn't keep a secret. And there's many people like Barney. They, they can't keep secrets. And in the social media world, there's no secrets anymore. If you want to know something, go on Facebook or, or, or the others. Uh, I'm not a social media guy, so I, I don't know how to do all that. I don't know what all it entails. But, but I do know there's no secrets anymore. My wife gets tired of me saying it all the time. I don't want my picture on Facebook. I don't want it on social media. I don't want things that I say on it. It's, you know, when I say it, it's just for me and her, for me and the family. It's not for the whole world. And I want to keep few things secret. But anyway, you know, there's no secrets. But twice in the book of Proverbs, the Bible says a talebearer revealeth secrets. In our Bibles in Psalms chapter 44, verse number 21, the Bible says, Shall not God search this out? For he knoweth the secrets of the heart. You know, we would be embarrassed. We would, we would all of us would blush with shame if our secrets were put up on the screen tonight. Man, we would be so embarrassed tonight. But the Bible says that he knows, God knows the secrets of our heart. The Bible says in Daniel 2.28, but there, but there is a God in heaven that revealeth secrets. You know, these secrets that you and I have, the secrets that we don't want anyone to know about, God knows about them. And the Bible says that there's a God in heaven that revealeth secrets. Maybe one day he will reveal those secrets that we don't want anybody to know about. Think about that tonight. But here in our text, the question is asked, Hast thou heard the secret of God? Hast thou heard the secret of God? Again, the Bible says in Deuteronomy 29, 29, The secret things belong unto the Lord our God. The secret things belong unto the Lord our God. As I read this verse in, in, in Job chapter 15, this question that Eliphaz asked Job, I have three questions. Three questions come to my mind when I think about this question. The first one is this. What is the secret of God? If Eliphaz asked the question, hast thou heard the secret of God, what is the question? Or what is the secret of God? What is the secret of God? The second question that I thought of when I read this, this uh, question that Eliphaz asked Job is, is this, how can I hear the secret of God? Job, if, has thou heard the secret of God? If, if Job possibly heard it, then how can I hear, hear, hear it? I, you know, that's something I want to find out. I want to be a little nosy. I want to know what that secret is. 
Third question I thought about is what is the result of hearing the secret of God? Has thou heard the secret of God? What is the result? If I hear that secret, what's going to happen to me? What's going to happen to me? We've seen movies and we've seen, we've seen mystery movies and other, 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 other types of movies where, where somebody has committed a crime and they thought they got away with it, but somebody saw them and they, they began to uh, uh, blackmail that person and, and that person, uh, they, they know the secret, so that person is out to get this other person. And we've seen those kinds of things. And, and when I think about the secret of God, I wonder if I heard the secret, what will happen to me? Those are legitimate questions that I thought about this evening. And so, and so real quickly, the first question, what is the secret of God? What is the secret of God? Again, the question is asked in our text, hast thou heard the secret of God? What is the secret of God? The word secret has, has many meanings. It's something uh, that is very carefully concealed. A secret is something that's very carefully concealed. I thought about this uh, as I was at lunch this afternoon when I was eating in my truck, I was thinking about the message and, and just going over it uh, briefly, going over the outline, and I thought about this. I thought about the ladies in our church. I thought about my wife, really. She's not in here, and uh, so I'll, I'll be in serious, serious trouble uh, this evening when I get home. I'll be back in the doghouse again tonight. But, uh, but I thought about ladies, and I thought about my wife, and you've got these purses, and man, and sometimes in those purses, it's a secret because you don't even know what all has piled up in them so many times. It's something concealed. And, and uh, sometimes it's, it's funny, it's hilarious. They, like, ladies, and they have to turn it over and dump it out to find what they're looking for. And uh, it's something that is very carefully concealed. That's a secret. Uh, a secret also, it is a thing not discovered, therefore not known. Think about the mysteries of the deep like the ocean. And uh, we, 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 we watch uh, the discovery channels and, and uh, the history channels and those kinds of things and the documentaries and they talk about those things and things that they still don't fully understand all that's, that's happening in the oceans, in the deepest part of the oceans. And uh, because, of, because it's a thing that hasn't been discovered, and, uh, and then a secret, uh, it's also a place that is kept private. It's a place that's kept private. It's a private group or a club. Again, my mind goes back to the Andy Griffith show where Opie joins the secret club and uh, keeper of the flame. And, uh, you know, a secret, a secret, it has various meanings. But here, I'm interested in what is the secret of God? What is the secret of God? The word secret in our verse, it carries the idea of a carefully concealed place or group of counselors. It means that God has an assembly or special group, a special word or direction or fellowship. In other words, he has intimacy or close, a special closeness in this secret. In this secret. Again, the question is asked to Job, hast thou heard the secret of God? Has thou heard the secret of God? And as I think about that, I want to submit to you that what is the secret of God? I believe, first of all, that it's a place. It's a place. If you'll turn in your Bibles, I wish I'd have 
I wish that I had time this, this morning or, or yesterday evening to, to send all this to Jonathan so I could give you the references to look at. But I want you to turn over to Psalms chapter number 91. Psalms chapter number 91. You're familiar with the, with the verse if you read the Psalms. And uh, Psalms chapter number 91, verse number 1. Psalms 91, verse number 1. The Bible says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High. God has a secret place. God's got a secret place. And, uh, and we see that. We see that all through the Scriptures. God has a secret place with mankind all through the Scriptures and even through the ages of time. God has always had a secret place where He's met with a group of people, those who were seeking after Him, those who were in love with Him, those who were walking with Him. He's always had a secret place. I think about in the Garden of Eden, and I think about the... Adam and Eve in the secret place was the Garden of Eden and how God came and He would walk with Adam and Eve in the cool of the garden there in perfection. God's always had a secret place. I think about Noah in the flood and I think about Noah being in that ark when the winds were blowing and the rains were coming down and the waves were beating on that ark and how God was with Noah there in the secret of the ark. I think about Abraham, and Abraham was a man of, uh, of worship, and everywhere Abraham went, he built altars, and I think about those secret places around those altars where God met with Abraham. I think about, I think about Moses and the cleft of the rock and the burning bush, and I think about David and the rock where David said, lead me to the rock. I think about Daniel in the den of lions. And then I think about you and I, the secret place you and I have. And it's found in the word of God. I tell you, hast thou heard the secret of God? I want to submit to you tonight that I believe that first of all, it's a place. It's a place where we can meet with God. It's a place. Well, I'm thankful for the church tonight. Well, I love coming to church tonight. My heart's already been uplifted tonight. My heart's already been blessed tonight. I'm telling you, we're, I, I hope that you don't take Victory Baptist Church for granted. I hope that you don't take what we have here for granted, the blessings of God upon this place for granted. Boy, I tell you, it's almost service after service after service where God meets with us. He was here this past Sunday. He's here again tonight, and I'm thankful for that. I bless His name for that. I'm telling you, God's got a secret place for His people, for those who are looking for Him. He's got a secret place. The Bible says in Psalms chapter 27, verse number 5, In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. Do you have a secret place where you meet with God? It may be in an office. It may be in your bedroom. It may be in the recliner, in the living room. It may be a special place. But do you have a place, a secret place where it's just you and God? Many of you have been down to the Venture Faith Camp. We enjoyed living down there for 
25 years and you've been down there, many of you, you've canoed the river and, and uh, you've seen the beauty of the Lapaha River and, and uh, Brandon's here tonight, him and Andrew and Brother Andy and myself, we've camped down there many times down at the river, down at the landing and Brother Andy and myself, we've been down there catfishing many times late at night, just a beautiful, beautiful place down there. And uh, I can't tell you how many times living down there in those 25 years, I would go down there and spend just a little bit of time with God in prayer, and he would meet down there. I'm asking you, do you have a secret place, a place where God meets with you? What is the secret of God? I say to you tonight that it, it's a place. But not only is it a place, not only is it a place, and it's a place where God meets with His people. The Bible says over in Proverbs chapter 3, verse number 32, For the forward is an abomination to the Lord, but His secret is with the righteous. God has a place where He meets with His people, those who are, those who are righteous. God has a place where He meets, the Bible says in Psalms 25, verse 14, The secret of the Lord is with them that fear Him. God has a place where He meets with those who are looking for him. Brother Philip mentioned uh, Sunday night in his short but powerful, powerful message. Brother Philip mentioned, uh, and I didn't write it down verbatim what he said, but he said this. He said um, uh, that, it, that, it's, that it's hard to serve God with sin in our life. Boy, and it's hard. It's hard to go to that secret place with sin in our life. That secret place, it's not just for everybody. It's not just for, it's not just for everybody to gather together and have a good time. Oh, no, no, it's a secret place. And it's for those who are seeking after God. It's for those who are walking with God. It's for those who long to fellowship and commune with God. The secret place. Not only is it a place, but I submit to you tonight that it's a person. It's a person. Hast thou heard the secret of God? What is the secret of God? It's a place, but I believe it's a person. It's God fellowshipping with me. It's God talking with me. Hallelujah. I'm thankful. I'm thankful that... I'm, listen, I'm thankful that I serve a God who's alive and I'm thankful that I serve a God who listens to me and longs to hear from me. I praise His dear... I don't understand that tonight. Brother Wayne, I don't understand why God would take the time to deal with me, to want to spend time with me. I don't understand that at all. I don't know, I, I know myself pretty good. I don't know myself like God knows me, but I know that I'm wicked. I know that I fail Him all the time, but yet He longs, He desires to spend time with me and with you. That's what is the secret of God. It's a person. It's sitting down with God, communing with him and he with me. The secret of God. Then my next question is, how can I hear the secret of God? Hast thou heard the secret of God? Have you heard it? Have you heard it? How can we hear the secret of God? I wrote down many things, but for the sake of time tonight, I'm just going to give you three real quickly. How can we hear the secret of God? I believe we hear it through worship. 
We hear it through worship. Again, man, I love Victory Baptist Church. Oh, I love it. We love to worship God. That's what we come for. Man, I'm thankful for the fellowship. I love that. I, listen, we're family. We're friends. I'm thankful for all of that. And, and what we have in common is we love to worship God. What a blessing that is. But you know what? I'm not talking about just worshiping Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night. I'm talking about worshiping every day. Worshiping Him every day. How can I hear the secret of God? It's from worshiping Him. And it's everyday worshiping. Hey, listen, I, I have learned, I have, tried to, I have tried to be better in my prayer life and with my, with my, my relationship with God since I injured my shoulder. I have, I've always been thankful every morning that I wake up. I'm always thankful the Lord wakes me up, gets me out of the bed, gives me my health and protection and those things. But man, ever since I injured my shoulder, I'm more thankful for that. And, uh, and I, have, I have on purpose every day since I injured my soul, shoulder, it was March, or excuse me, September 23rd when I injured my shoulder, I have tried every day in the mornings when I pray and I'm thankful, I have always tried, I've always told the Lord this, Lord, today is your day. I don't know what's in store. I don't know what you're going to do for me and through me and to me today. Lord, I want to worship you today. I want to worship you with my job, with my hands, through the task. I want to worship you. I want my mind to be on you today. I've tried to do that. It's, I, I've tried to make it a habit in my life. Today, I was, I was, um, I was down at uh, Miss Haney's old house down here down the street. And uh, it's a rental house now since she passed away many years ago. And, and every time somebody moves out of it, I have to go in there and just about rebuild the house. And, and uh, some of the subfloor in it is rotted. So I cut me a hole out uh, so I could get down in it. It's very tight. Philip is very tight in the crawl space. And uh, so I, I was lazy. I, I knew I was going to have to replace it anyway, so I cut me a hole out in the floor and got down in it to look, to make me a list of the materials that I needed for it. And I was crawling around, and, man, it was so tight. And I was crawling around, and I had my hands up above me, and I was scooting around up under that house, and I was moving some stuff around under the house to, to, to just see everything. And I paused for a moment. And I thought, Lord, I just want to stop for just a moment and thank you and worship you. Lord, several months ago, I couldn't do this. I couldn't put my arm above my head, let alone lay on my belly and scoot around like that, let alone take something with my hands above my head. I still don't have all the strength, but I could move it around. I can maneuver it. And under that house for just a little bit, I worshiped the Lord. Well, I tell you what, God moved in under that house. He moved in. Boy, I had a great time for just a little while. 
just praising God and worshiping Him. I tell you, worship is more than Sunday and Wednesday night coming to church. It is something that we can do in our private life wherever we are, on the job site. I've heard Brother Wayne and Brother Josh talk about the times that they've had on the job site, and I've had many times like that. But I want to tell you the, the secret of the Lord. How can we hear it? It's from worship. It's from worshiping Him. Number two, it's from being still. Just being still. We're living in days where people can't be still anymore. My goodness, they're twitching around and scrolling on their phones. And I, 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 I'm not going to leave that alone. Just being still. I want to say God moves slowly and He moves deliberately. And sometimes when we move around, we're so, man, we're so sporadic in our movement. We want something done now. And we're trying to figure out how to do it now. And I was, listen, I was that way when I injured my shoulder. I wanted answers right then from the doctors. Man, I was calling and we were, we were, we were driving around and I was trying to figure out, man, this, I, I've got to have this answer and, and I've got to know this. And I was trying to figure it all out. But sometimes we just got to be still. Be still. Number three, surrender. How can I hear the secret of God? Worship, being still, and just surrender. Just surrender to whatever He says. You know, serving God, living for God, living by faith, it's, it's not really, it's, 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 it's tough, but all it is is just obedience. God tells us something through His Word, and we just do it. We don't have to understand it. We, ex we expect our kids, my kids are grown up, so, but you expect your kids, those that have young kids, you expect your kids to obey you. And you'll tell them, listen, you don't have to understand what I'm saying. You're just going to do what I say. And we, you know what? That's the way it is with God. He tells us something. We just step out on faith and we do it. We do it. Surrender. And then last, the last question is, what is the result of hearing the secret of God? What's going to happen? We don't have time to turn to it, but you can turn, you can write down in your notes if you're taking notes. 1 John chapter 1, verses 1 through 4. The result is fellowship. Boy, fellowship, like you and I, can, we just can't imagine. Number two, joy. Joy. Man, he talks in that passage of Scripture that your joy might be full from fellowship and being close to Him. And number three, walking with Him. Just walking close, closer, and closer, and closer to Him. Hast thou heard the secret of God? Have you heard it? Have you heard it? Eliphaz asked Job, Job, have you heard the secret of God? I believe Job had. Job was a man that just feared God and worshipped God, was just following God, obedient to God. Job knew what the secret was. Have you heard the secret of God? You can tonight. Tracy's coming to the piano tonight. 
Hast thou heard the secret of God? I'm going to take just a moment. I know we need to do the prayer list. We're going to take just a moment. Maybe we'll do two invitations. That's all right. Just a moment. You need to come to the altar. Respond to the message. I don't know what your need is tonight. But have you heard the secret of God? I submit to you, it'll change your life. You need to 